Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning. This is Jeremy Evans, the host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. We are back today, Monday, August 5th. 2019 with a very interesting topic or topic so to speak and what we're going to be talking about today and this is episode 5 by the way what we're going to be talking about today is the four industry expectations that we might have going into 2000 the end of 2019 here through the fall and through the new year into the new year and then uh, as we get into 2020. So we have some very interesting things going on in entertainment media sports space. And those four things we'll get to and we'll dive in a little bit deeper uh, for each topic. So the first thing that we're going to be looking at and sort of what we should expect to see is that content providers and streamers will continue to dominate the headlines. So what do we mean by this? Well, there was recently an article written in The Hollywood Reporter talking about the battles that are going to occur between ultimately uh, Disney+, Plus, Apple+, Plus, HBO Max, uh, through Warner Media, and how they were going to be competing with Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. So we are essentially entering into what some have referred to as the streaming wars. So now we'll have essentially six major players getting into the content streaming space specifically for entertainment. Now, those particular topics or streamers do not include uh, Quibi, who is a uh, new streamer that's sort of a little bit different than the other ones because they're looking more at shorter content, shorter, I guess, length content, and that's through Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman, actually, uh, through their program, again, uh, Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right and there's also going to be some sports streaming opportunities continuing through a company called wave flow sports espn plus youtube and social media platforms so again something to keep in mind matter of fact the dodgers are actually streaming a youtube uh, dodger cardinal game this wednesday at uh, noon i think it's going to be the finale of that three game series starting tonight so that's something to check out Again, just looking, these streamers and content providers are looking at ways to continue to produce content and distribute that content through various platforms. And now all of this is not to mention the social media platforms that have gotten into the content distribution space, specifically Snapchat and uh, Twitter and Facebook. And of course, Instagram TV has done some more entertainment-based content distribution. This is all in the eyes of how do we distribute more content, how do we reach more people, and ultimately what's proven to work is through the uh, streaming space and getting away from sort of the cable boxes and having cable packages and uh, satellite packages. So Disney Plus is going to be a very powerful player in this. Uh, They have all of their catalog, and of course they entered into that uh, merger deal or I guess buyout deal with Fox and for their entertainment assets and their studios so i mean that's just such a that can't be overstated how much new content they're going to have and what's been sort of discussed is that potentially hulu would be the platform for fox instead of more of the adult uh, programming 
and that Disney would be more the family-friendly uh, programming or the Disney-branded content. Apple Plus, uh, obviously, they had a huge uh, sort of uh, coming-out party with regard to um, displaying what was going to be happening there, and they had a lot of stars show up, including Jennifer Aniston. So that's going to be interesting how they play with that and whether that will include sports content. And, of course, HBO Max is another property that we'll be looking at uh, with regard to, uh, through Warner Media and the Warner Media AT&T or Time Warner, I guess, AT&T merger. So a lot of content coming in through there. I think Disney has said that uh, their platform is going to cost probably somewhere around $7.99 a month. Apple Plus would be around $4.99 a month, and then HBO probably more around $17.99 a month. It's going to be interesting there how HBO Max is going to be able to compete in that streaming space when uh, their product is so much more expensive than even Netflix, which the high-end Netflix, I think, is, or the premium Netflix platforms, I think is $16.99 a month or something like that. So we'll see how that plays out. I know that currently it's the HBO um, Go platform or app is, I think, about $15 a month. So we'll see how that, that sort of goes. Uh, it's interesting that um, some of these platforms do offer uh, deals, being that uh, if you're a student, you can get Showtime, Hulu, and Spotify Premium for $4.99 a month. Um, I think that deal lasts for two years as long as you're a student. I think you can re-up, but you have to be a student. And then uh, the other one is uh, how Sprint, if you're a Sprint customer, Sprint mobile customer, you get uh, free Hulu through your um, through your account, depending on what account you have. I think you have to have the whatever the highest account is, unlimited minutes or whatever. And then T-Mobile has free Netflix. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but one of the mergers that's being considered uh, going forward is the merger between Sprint and T-Mobile. So that I'd be, be curious as to how that plays out with regard to T-Mobile having Netflix and Sprint having Hulu. Uh, personally, I think it'd be fantastic if um, if they merged that they offered both because I think that'd be great. So I think overall, even if you had Disney Plus and if you had Apple Plus and HBO Max and Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu, you still be under uh, well under a hundred dollars, and be looking at you know having um, a lot more content, uh, particularly with without necessarily having commercials. So that's sort of a fascinating thing that's upcoming. So that's number one. That's content providers and streamers will continue to dominate the headlines. Number two is agencies, entertainment agencies will continue to push into production and distribution. So what do we mean by this? Well. Ultimately, WME Endeavor, which is formerly William Morris, is a platform, uh, agency platform, that has decided to uh, become an IPO, an initial, initial public offering, so they can become a publicly traded company. And uh, that firm continues to sign stop, uh, top sports talent. They recently signed Tom Brady, who was off, off the field endeavors last week. Uh, UTA, another major agency in town, has uh, just signed a signed a, up a uh, sports branch um, through Rich Paul, the agent for Anthony Davis and LeBron James, among among about 30 other uh, top NBA talent. 
Now, what's interesting about this is how the industry and how the government will react in light of the existing 1948 United States versus Paramount decision, which essentially said that uh, studios could not also own movie theaters, among some other things. Uh, there are some great articles out there descri describing um, that specific situation and what's gone on there. Uh, but uh, ultimately, these agencies have gotten into ultimately purchasing more content and now looking to become more major players when regard in regards to distribution and production for their clientele. Now, of course, this has been met with some resistance, uh, particularly by the Writers Guild of America uh, and their litigation, current litigation with the Association of Talent Agents, ATA. Other Hollywood guilds are start starting to take notice of this. And ultimately, I think they're going to have a say with regard to future relationships with their agents and with the studios. And part of that dispute has been with regard to how uh, writing talent is treated with regard to packaging and whether they're getting their fair share of pay and fair recognition. So that's definitely something to keep our minds on as we sort of uh, end, go into the fall of 2019 and into the new year. I definitely think that this is going to be a key issue and ultimately how the government responds. Well, they'll continue to allow these agencies to uh, buy up other products and to cross the line from being representation agents to being owners of property and and sort of whether they can on one hand continue to own property but also represent the talent of the underlying property so uh, and this is of course something that was happened back in the early 20s and 30s and into the 40s before the US Justice Department got involved and started to regulate uh, Hollywood specifically the studios and said that you can't both own talent and represent talent at the same time so uh, or own talent content and then represent them at the same time because it creates conflict of interest and um, a really sort of restraint on trade. So we'll see how that plays out. So that was number two. Agencies will continue to push into production and distribution and ownership. The third category has to do with uh, basically unless regulated mergers and acquisitions will continue to um, will continue between properties. So as we discussed in part one we had the Disney Fox buyout, we had the AT&T Time Warner merger, and now we currently have a CBS Viacom is potentially nearing a merger. I believe that there was an article recently written discussing the potential management structure uh, between CBS and Viacom. Now these companies were one, one company previously under the same roof, and they split more recently, but now they're looking about getting back together. So that, that particular example is not as sort of uh, uh, new in terms of this is something that's been talked about. But ultimately, the United States Justice Department did challenge the AT&T Time Warner merger, uh, but they lost in court. Uh, but the industry, should they continue down the path of competitor domination and sort of buying out other companies and looking at ways to compete with Netflix and that sort of thing, I think ultimately the challenge will be whether these decisions, business decisions, are done to compete and to stay afloat or whether they're done to, um, you know, looking at sort of uh, monopolistic competition and whether somebody's tendencies are sort of monopoly based or whether they're based in just learning how to survive. I think mostly to this point it's probably been more about how to survive. 
So we'll see how that plays out. And then, of course, we discussed the aspect of the Sprint T-Bomo merger and how that might play into content distribution, what that might mean for Hulu and Netflix, since both of those companies have deals with those companies to provide those platforms for free to their customers. So um, that was that third topic was again unregulated unless unregulated mergers and acquisitions will continue between the properties. My guess would be that these mergers would probably start coming to a close. There wouldn't be as much of an expansion going forward in that regard or consolidation since I think a lot of the consolidation has pretty much already occurred. The one sort of remaining aspect would be whether some of these larger streamers or production studio companies would look at maybe purchasing some of those smaller platforms, um, you know, specifically the, the Quibi platform through Jeffrey Katzenberg, Wave, or Flow Sports. So we'll see how that plays out. The fourth and final category that we may look to for the future with regard to uh, industry expectations is the tech and social media companies uh, will be under the microscope. So to this point, you know, ultimately we've had investigations by the U.S. Justice Department with regard to monopoly and monopolistic practices with regard to Google, and uh, we've had copyright issues with YouTube, and uh, ultimately Facebook has had its major issues with uh, privacy. So we're going to continue to see uh, tech and social media companies face a backlash over user privacy, specifically the collection and release of privacy data and information and the use of that data. As you know, we have an election coming up in 2020, so this will be a hot topic. And then, of course, um, these same companies are also likely to face First Amendment concerns with regard to free speech over litigation uh, and their platforms because uh, these platforms are becoming more and more like public platforms and any restriction on free speech will require some level of justification. And of course, the more public the platform, the higher level of justification you need. And to this point, we've had Twitter and Facebook, other companies restrict what content gets distributed, how it gets distributed, and they internally, internally, internally can't get that word out, have decided to regulate certain people and certain um, users based on sort of their policies but this is without regard to free speech so that will be a very interesting topic going forward and uh, and how that plays out so as we've talked about we've gone over four industry expectations the first was content providers and streamers will continue to dominate the headlines we talked about Disney Plus Apple Plus and HBO Max as the new players coming in in the next year with, with regard to uh, challenging Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime, although keeping in mind that Hulu is essentially 90% plus owned by Disney. So uh, they, also, they also own ESPN Plus, so they'll be a dominant player with the Fox assets as well, uh, the entertainment side anyway. Number two was agencies will continue to push into production and distribution, specifically looking at WME Endeavor, formerly William Morris, becoming a publicly traded company and now UTA adding a sports branch and how they might be regulated by the government, U.S. Justice Department, and how the Writers Guild and other guilds will continue to challenge uh, the traditional notions of uh, agents and relationships with studios and the talent. 
Third is um, whether mergers and acquisitions will continue between properties and whether the U.S. government will get involved. And the fourth, fourth category was tech and social media companies uh, will continue to be under the microscope with regard to privacy, collection and release of information and use of that information, specifically with an election coming up in 2020. And then, uh, of course, uh, First Amendment concerns. So we hope you enjoyed Episode 5 of Believe in Sports Law with myself, Jeremy Evans, the host, via the Believe Podcast Network. And we'll be back next week uh, for Episode 6. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.